I'm just so, so happy to be in the presence of the Lord, amen, and to um, be able to bring God's word, amen. I thank and praise God for all the testimonies and the songs, amen, because they line up with the word. I give honor to God first and foremost and to the Trinity, and I give honor to our pastor, amen. It's important to give honor to the head that you sit on because it's important, <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, but I just, the Lord played with when I was informed that I would be speaking, um, and my husband would be speaking, and then I would be speaking. Um, I was like, God, what am I going to, what, what? Say what now? <laughs> um, but the Lord had already, several months before that, actually like back in July, it was something that Pastor Johnson stated during a prophecy or around the time when he was prophesying to the house. Um, where he, he talked about something and the Lord gave me, uh, there's power in the press. Amen. It's power in the press. And um, we can look at power in the press in two different, two different ways, two different ways. Uh, but for this particular uh, speech or talk, uh, we're going to look at power by pressing into God and then getting power by being shaped under the pressure, or shaped under pressure, amen, and so, just a few um, definitions, so when we uh, took Teacher Tuesday, thank God for Teacher Tuesday, for the people that was a member, people that participated in Teacher Tuesday, y'all know, it, it blessed us, Tony was the teacher's pet, and she, she, know, she loved it, and I loved it too, but, you know, we were always encouraged to look up words, you know, find a definition, find the origin, and so, a few definitions from press means to um, act upon steadily applying weight to compress or squeeze. Now, y'all gonna need to remember this throughout the, the talk. So, to squeeze, um, to weigh heavily upon, subject to pressure, to squeeze or express something out, that's, that's press, um, to trouble or oppress, to put into a difficult position. Remember that one particularly. And then to push forward. Amen. And so, power is the ability to act or to be capable of accomplishing something and then to be marked with the ability to do an act, to have strength, might, and or force. Amen. And so as, you know, I'm just meditating and as I'm like, okay, God, there is power in the press. And this to me sounds like suffering. And anybody who knows Miss Parker knows suffering in Miss Parker, we just, we ain't, we, I, I'm trying to get there. I'm pressing to get there. But, you know, it's it's still hard. You know, it's hard. But so if, you know, as I'm just thinking about pressing into God, the the getting power, one way to get power is to press into God. Amen. And so the Lord put on my spirit, Mark 24 through 34, which was the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. So we had this, this woman in the Bible. She's not named. They don't give her a name. They just tell her. They, they describe her in adjective. The woman with the issue of blood. And she was desperate. She spent all her money for 12 years. She, were, she was bleeding. And for the women who knows that when that time comes, it's just, you're just not in a good mood. It's, you're not fun. It's not, it's not just, you're not, it's just one of them days, you know. But she had 12 years of those days. <laughs> and, um, she had gone to all the doctors that she could go to. And the, the word says in Mark that her situation did not get better. It actually got worse. 
Amen. But she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, she pressed her way to Jesus through a crowd. Now, when biblically in those times, when a woman was on her cycle, she was uh, unclean. And so she could not go, which I did not notice until yesterday, that a woman could not go into the temple when she was when she was considered unclean. So for 12 years, this lady could not even go into the presence of God because she was considered ritually unclean. So despite that fact, she heard of this person named Jesus and she heard, never seen him, never met him, but she heard. Remember, we went through faith, faith and hearing. She, she had faith because she heard, she heard about him. And so she had to press her way to God. So um, when she pressed her way into Christ, he felt the virtue go out of him and he said, who touched me? His disciples was like, what you mean, Jesus? Like all these people around here, what you mean who touched you? Do you not see all these people? Do you think that's right? That you asked him who touched you? So the lady confessed and she was like, it was me. You know, I, I touched you. She explained the situation and Jesus turned to her and told her that your faith has made you whole. And so there are times in this Christian walk where in that particular situation, Jesus did not do a miracle. He was on his way to perform another miracle to Jairus' daughter who was on her deathbed. But there are times in which in this life, we have to press to get God's power. We got to press. My husband said like this, sometimes you got to go find God. Amen. And so and sometimes you find God in your hurt. So there are times in which we have to press into God to get what we need. Remember, in this situation, Jesus was not going to heal her. He was going to, to save another, another young lady that was on her deathbed. So because of the faith and because of the press of this woman with the issue of blood, God responded to her faith and her press by saying that she was made whole. Amen. And there are going to be times in which this life chips away at us and takes away from us and we are just broken pieces. That's it. We're just broken pieces and sometimes we have to press into God for him to make us whole. Now, on the other hand, there is getting power by being shaped by the press, right? The word says in several different uh, scriptures, I think it was a total of about 67 that talked about the potter and the clay. Um, and so there are times where God allows you to be in a situation that presses you, right? And the pressure reshapes who you are. The pressure makes you and molds you into something different. And so if you do any studying or research about pottery, one thing that a potter has to do when they are shaping is they have to press the shape of what they're wanting to make. And so it's common for a potter to use his 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 or her hands to shape something. But that shaping is pressing. They have to press the clay against something else in order to shape and to mold it. And so there are times where God puts you in situations or God allows you to go through situations because the word said God does not tempt us. Right. But he does allow us to go through certain trials and certain tribulations in order for us to be shaped and molded 
into something else. Divorce for me was one of those things. Amen. Uh, miscarriage for me was another thing that caused pressure. And recently, amen, having a human, Ellie, thank God for Ellie. <laughs> so recently, um, the Lord allowed me to have Ellie. So God is so good. Let me first put that out there. He's great. And so prior to us having Ellie, God told us it's y'all season. And it was such a great season. It was so lovely. It did start out like it was our season. And I remember going to Pastor. And I said, Pastor, man, I know that you're a man of God and that what you say and what the Lord say, he's a man of his word now. So if you say that it's our season, why are we getting sick? Why do we need surgery? Both of us had to have surgery on our nose, right? And then we, we go through the process of buying a house. And it was like I almost had to give Ellie up and sell half of Ellie just to buy the house. <laughs> so I was like, God, are you sure? You said, I know you said it's our season, but are you sure? So it was our season. God allowed us to buy a house, marriage getting great, have a baby. And then soon as we get on the mountaintop, I go back to work and a bunch of foolishness, a bunch of foolishness. I went from a department of 21 people and I came back to three people. All because of a bunch of foolishness. And so I come back to work. And, you know, there's an investigation happening <laughs> because of some complaints. Now, I've been in the industry for 15 years, never had a complaint, um, received awards for leadership, received awards for um, teamwork, received all these awards. So I come back and there's an investigation going on because my team complained, right? So this so-called investigation, what the interesting thing about the investigation was, Everybody got a chance to talk to HR but myself. So the investigation ended. Nothing was substantiated, but I ended up getting suspended for three days for something that wasn't substantiated, that was investigated by someone who perpetuated all this stuff that happened. So I'm like, okay, God. Now, I don't know if our season is over, Lord, but whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. You know, I, I want to be where you are. You know, I, I just, I want to be in your will because that's the safest place, even though sometimes being in your will is painful, in my opinion. Everybody <laughs> may not feel like that. Now, you know, that's just me. But, um, so anyways, I'm going through this, this process and I'm going through all of this stuff and going through these emotions, not to mention I had postpartum depression very badly. Very badly uh, where I would just cry just because today is Monday. Like, why are you crying? I don't know because today is Monday. And so I'm like, all of this stuff is just weight and it's pressure and it's on me. And God, I don't understand because I don't feel like I did anything wrong at this time. You know, there have been times where I have done wrong stuff and you might be catching up with me. You know, my consequences, they may be catching up with me. And that's okay, God. If that's the case, then I got to eat that because I have not always been right in my pressing towards God. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is people were asking me, the people that were seeing me go through this, and people was asking me, like, what do you think is happening? And I just looked at the people and I said, you, to be honest, I think God is trying to save all of us. Everybody that's involved in this situation, everybody that's looking at the situation, everybody who complained about this situation, everybody who lying on me, and by the way, the lies, oh my gosh, that's pressure too. 
Um, everybody, I think God is trying to save all of us. And so I just want to do what the Lord wants me to do, is what I told people when they were asking. And so after that situation happened, and by the way, it's still not over yet, not all, not fully. So after that situation happened, um, one of my one of my colleagues came to me and she asked, um, she was asking a question about how can I trust how can she trust God? How can she know? That God is a person that's not a person of judgment, only judgment is me, God. How can she know? And so I said, uh, I, I encouraged her and told her, you have to know the character of God. And in turn, she turned around and she told me, she said, Octavia, I saw everything that happened to you and what you went through, and you never changed. And so I began to tear up because that song, You Get the Glory from This, it means so much because. No matter what I had to go through, for somebody else to see the glory of God, I would go through it again. And I couldn't always say that. I would go through it again. I would go through the postpartum again. I would let the people lie on me again. By the way, they're still lying. Just FYI. The same person came to me two weeks ago and closed the door and said, I just, oh my God, I just have to tell you, I, I heard the most horrible thing. And I just really want, I just really want to make sure. You know, I just really, I'm, I'm concerned. And she closed the door and she said, I heard that you're having an affair. <laughs> and I just laughed and I said, oh, they still talking about that, huh? They still saying that I'm having an affair. And she said, I told the person, you better stop lying because I know that that is not true. And I said, no, it's not true. But as I'm, as I'm thinking about this and as I'm thinking about the whole thing, as I'm thinking about the press and as I'm thinking about pressure because during that season, or during this season, that has been pressure. It has been a press. I have had to press into God, and sometimes me pressing into God was just laying there. Like, I, Lord, I don't have no energy. I don't have anything to, I don't even know what to say. I remember my mom and I were praying once, and uh, I told mama, you go ahead and pray, because I don't have nothing good to say about people. I literally have nothing good to say. And so, there are times in which God allows us to go through situations and those situations bring pressure and that pressure makes us stronger and that pressure reshapes us and God's hand is on us, molding us into something different. That pressure is uh, shaping us and molding us into a different type of vessel that can be filled up by God so that other people can see the glory of God. Right, And so Lastly, um, and I didn't give a scripture, Lord forgive me. But uh, <laughs> lastly, the example that God gave me was a diamond. And so a diamond is pure carbon that is put under extreme pressure. So something, this, this element that is just translucent, or tra you know, translucent, um, is put under this extreme situation, which is extreme pressure and heat. I don't know anybody in here that just like to be extremely hot. Like, it's just not, or like to be under pressure. But some, some element, this one thing that is a natural element is placed under a different situation to transform it into something so beautiful. And so there are times in which us, as this simple element of God, he puts it under extreme pressure. And sometimes we have to go through extreme fire. But when we come out on the surface, we are diamonds. And so 
something that's so beautiful that has so much power because the diamond is one of the most powerful minerals that we we have on earth um so the the common denominator common factors with diamonds is time pressure and heat and so there are times where god you have to take time and that time that you're pressing towards the mark is not like two days it's not like two months sometimes it may be three years to get your diamond sometimes it may be several months sometimes it may be several years that you have to continue to press to get what god has for you and paul says it like this consider it nothing but joy my brother and sister whenever you fall into various trials be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produce endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace and let endurance have its perfect result and do not and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed and so there are times where god puts us in situations or allow us to go through situations where the press creates the power that we need think about a, 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 a bodybuilder people who lift weight the more weight they lift the stronger they become so they even say add more weight add more pressure so that as they are pressing they are getting stronger and so i give god glory and honor because ultimately the ultimate display of power is when someone else's life is changed through christ because of your prayer whether that press is you pressing into God, like the woman with the issue of blood, and or Hannah, she also pressed into God, or by God reshaping you through applying pressure, different trials, different situations. So again, the ultimate display of power is when someone's life is changed through Christ by your prayer. Amen. 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 Amen, 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 amen. Y'all give God another hand for praise. His word on today. He's speaking to somebody. Amen, amen. He's speaking to somebody. Amen that that God is trying to thoroughly complete something in us. But a lot of times we we look at it as our timing. We don't want to go through the pressing. We don't want to go through the pressure. We don't want to take the heat. So we yeah. tend to start backing up or tend to start yeah. trying to figure it out our own way. Yeah. So I just thank God for the word on today that we have to be like that young lady with the issue of blood. You know, she pressed her way for 12. She was under pain for 12 years. Amen. And she heard of this man and she pressed her way through. So that should encourage you no matter what you're going through, don't turn back. Yes. My mom used to always tell yes. me, no matter, though, if you can't move forward, stay where you at, but don't ever turn back. Yes. Let God continue to pull you yes. through the press and through whatever yes. you're going yes. through. So I thank God yes. for missionary on today yes. for that word. I thank God for giving her a space to tell a little bit of her story. Yes. Amen. Because sometimes we got to get our story out too. Yes. Amen. Yes. So that y'all know how to continue to pray for her. Yes. Amen.
Amen, Lord, I thank you for the pressure because we're supposed to be examples. Like she said, we're supposed to, God, Lord, supposed to get the glory out of it. And I thank God for the young lady that, that he will put somebody to fight on your behalf. When somebody speaks lies against you, he will have somebody to say, no, that's not true. You won't even have to open up your mouth because God will have somebody else say, no, that's not true. I know this person. I know this person cares. And you will not speak lies about this person. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And we're going to keep it going, y'all. We, we're going to hear from her husband on today. So y'all don't get, we got a little bit more word to hear from. Amen. Amen. So let's let's welcome our brother Marcus Parker up to the podium. Amen. 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 All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, I just want to start with saying, you know, give thanks to God on today. Um, I thank you guys for your testimony. Yes. You know, we already, yes. That really set the mood. Yes. You know, give appreciation to the Johnson, Pastor Johnson, and Harry Johnson. Uh, I'm going to be all over the place, so, you know, while I'm giving, or while I'm talking, y'all, just, just look at it as I'm going to just paint the picture. You know, so I'm going to be kind of everywhere. Uh, first, um, my sister back here in the back, she pretty much wrapped up and confirmed that what I'm going to be talking about is right in line with what he gave me, which is basically grace, mercy, favor, uh, and inheritance that Pastor Johnson has been speaking on. And uh, I'm just going to start, I'm going to start first with... Uh, a little testimony from this week. Um, so when my wife was talking about the press, pressure and things of that nature, so just earlier this week, uh, you know, we had a, a big storm front come through. And I was caught in this storm front. I was caught in a storm front coming back from uh, Tampa, Florida. So while I'm in the storm front, I'm on the highway, I'm driving, you know, and just the bottle just falls out the sky. So it's raining, hey man, the wind gusts, it's hard. And for my fellas that know uh, about football, uh, but anyway, while I'm driving, I start hydroplaning off the road. And uh, my trailer starts jackknife a little bit. Jackknife is when your truck is going one way and your trailer's going, you know, it's fishtail. So, you know, uh, I'm driving, and I'm like, something feel funny, you know. So, you know, I'm just like, I'm trying to trying to maneuver, but I feel myself flying. So pretty much what it felt like is when a football player hits a sled. You know, when he comes up, hit the sled, and just be pushing the coach back, that's exactly what it felt like. And I was driving, and, uh, you know, it was just pushing me towards the safety, safety and guard rail limit. Trying to start fishtailing, so you know, uh, I always brag to my wife about, you know, hey man, I'm just a professional driver, I know what I'm doing out there. 
And, uh, you know, God just, you know, he just kicked in and uh, used what's been given to me as a gift. And, and, you know, I was able to maneuver and get it on, up under control and everything. So I'm going up the road, lightning flat, you know, lightning strike onto my within 10, 15 yards of it. So I get home and I tell my wife, you know, what's going on. And she's just like, you know, uh, you know, she's just kind of in awe of what I'm telling her. She was like, you know, you want you want scared? You know, you know, I'm like, no, I, I wasn't scared. You know, I'm just like, I'm kind of used to it. So, you know, that just comes with, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tying that into uh, when, uh, there was a storm out there on the water. And they ran to Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, it's a storm, it's a storm, it's a storm. And he was just like, you know, why y'all waking me up? You know, <laughs> you know, you should be able to handle these type of storms, you know. So uh I think he might have went upside not, you know, I ain't I ain't no Bible scholar. <laughs> I ain't no Bible scholar. So I, what I think I read or recall was he went up top and said, you know, told the storm to be still, and it just, that was it. That was the end of it. So, you know, uh, when it comes to storms in my life, pretty much, that's just how I deal with it most of the time. I just, hey, man, you know, I just, I just know that he's there. I believe that he's there. And as my wife always says, no matter what happens, you know, I always stay right here. I don't go too far up. I don't go too far down into my depression. I stay right here. So, like I said, I'm be jumping all over the place. And uh, I tied that into, you know, the grace of God. Because, you know, he could have just put me right on over that the rail yard. He could have flipped the truck over or whatever the case may be. Uh, the football games, you know, last, last, last last weekend. Uh, we you know we getting ready to go into the game and my wife was looking like, you know, uh since it's my birthday weekend, you gonna pay, right? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, as as she gets ready, she said, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pay for it because you did give you you know you gave me some birthday money. So she and Mr. Staten heads to the uh the payroll to get the ticket, right? So I'm walking up with with uh Princess Ellie, you know, and, and the king is shuttling her in her chariot. <laughs> so I get to the front gate and a man hands me a ticket. Just I didn't have to pay, he just hands me a ticket. And so them two is like, man, how you just how you just walk up here and get a free ticket in and we got the pay? You know, I say, hey, man, you know, that's just that's that favor. You know, I, uh, as a sermon a couple weeks ago, I'm a king's kid. This is how kings should be treated. <laughs> Amen. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, basically just take the butterflies off of it. I really don't have, just like a lot of y'all, I don't have no business being up here, but. <laughs> if, uh, if God said speak, then I'm speaking. Uh, two things, you know, uh, I will say two things that, that made me realize that I am supposed to be here 
is because of that guy right back now, Jalen. Uh, all this week, I was just like, man, I want Jordan and Jalen to be there. I don't know why. I just said, man, I want I want them two to be there. And, uh, you know, one showed up, so that, that's, that's good enough for me. Um, also, another person that showed up is Adidas. And uh, I'm 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 just gonna say it. I ain't I ain't no prophet or nothing like that. But uh, what I got for you is to be faithful to God, like you be faithful to your friends. And you know how I came to that. And then, you know I know it was from God because she was one of the first people that participated in my uh my boxer size program. She was one of the first people there, and she saw it, you know, from when it began to, to the height of it, right down to the decline and to the, to the last person. And she showed up, even on that last day, that whole week, everybody was just falling off, falling off, falling off. And to the last day, she showed up, and I was like, man, she, what's the word I just used? Faithful, yeah, yeah. I said that that's that's a that's a faithful person right there. And if she rocking with you, God tame my tongue. But you know, if she if she really calls you a friend or sticks by you and say she supports you, she gonna be there. So that's that's uh that's that's faithful. And be faithful to God like you be faithful to your friend. You're gonna see some stuff happen. Uh, let me let me get into this real quick. Uh, the favor that God has had on me. Uh, I'm gonna start with scripture, Psalms 139, 16. And it says, You saw me before I was born. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them ever began. So, I'm going to start with my story, and I'm going I'm to try to get through this real quick. So, uh, uh, timekeeper, Janelle, because you put about, about 15 minutes on your clock, and just, you know, try to keep time, because I ain't going to be up there long. Try not to. Um, God saw me before I was born and pretty much had my story. I already plotted out before I even got here, so. I'm going to start with, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to paint a picture for you. So I'm going to start with my name. My name is Marcus. And Marcus means harvester and warrior. Okay? So just that's part of the picture I'm painting. So um, my parents come from farming background. My mama's from Mississippi. Dad is from Sumner, Georgia. Some type of way, I don't think they met up in Atlanta and here I am. <laughs> so, you know, um, I have two sisters. I have an older sister and I have a younger sister. My older sister is like eight years older than me. My youngest sister is between three and four years or sometimes a little bit younger. And uh, my family, my, my dad's side of my family has a strong military background, and my mother's side of the family are more educated. You know, they're a 
lot of nurses, a lot of nurses, uh, you know, women that went to college, you know, and just have an educational background. Um, God favored me to be into these families. Um, even though, you know, we have not been rich, you know what I'm saying, but we have always had the resources that we need. So a part of that is, you know, you know, uh, transitioning to my life is just that's always been constant. I may not have what I want, but I always get what I need. Um favor. I'm still talking about favor and how God has had favor. Uh, just like my wife said about, you know, when Pastor told us that this was our season. Uh, and favor, like uh, like she said, we was able to uh, we was able to purchase a house for roughly six thousand dollars. That's all it took for us to buy a house, and that was that was that was favor. The people who he lined up for us from us to buy the house from is through the Johnson, which is which is also favor. And now this is. God had always set up before we even got it. Amen. So, you know, that's, those are just some emphasis of faith. Um, let's see. That, that, I'm just going to use that as the beginning right, of how God is shaping things up without, you know, without me having anything to do with it. He's shaping all these things up and having faith tied into the, uh, the verse. Now, I'm going to move into the years of my foolishness. <laughs> and I'm going to use scripture 1 Corinthians 3 18 through 20. Uh, it says, You should not fool yourself. If any of you think that you are wise by the world's standard, you should become a fool in order to be really wise. For what this world considers to be wisdom is nonsense in God's sight. As the scripture says, God traps the wise and their cleverness. And another scripture says, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are worthless. So that pretty much sums up my 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 teen years. So I'm I'm gonna start the fun fact. Uh nineteen ninety-four. I was baptized by Bishop Eddie Long out of Atlanta. I was born and raised in Atlanta. Bishop Eddie Long in Atlanta. I got baptized at 14. Uh, you know, my parents always kept me in the church uh, amongst my youngest years. So my mom, my mom always had this thing of saying, you know, you become a teenager, you're going to be here responsible for your own sins, right? So she instilled that in me. So, you know, once I become you know, became around that age, I was just like, okay, well, cool. You know, I can handle that. So whatever I got going on out here, they ain't got nothing to do with them. I'm going to take it upon myself. So that pretty much just gave me the green light to just go ahead and start <laughs> indulging in my foolishness. So, so I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Things are a little different from how things work down here and up in Atlanta. So, when I was 13 years old, I was in high school at 13. 
when most kids would be at the end of middle school or in middle school. So at 13, I'm in high school with people that are, you know, five, six years older than me. So at that time, I'm an athlete. So, you know, I play basketball, football. So I'm good, too. So, you know, just put that out there. <laughs> you know, that, they, they don't call me champ for nothing. So uh, I'm good. So, you know, I'm, I'm mingling with, you know, seniors, juniors, and, you know, I'm just hanging out and, you know, everybody, hey, man, we doing this this weekend. So, hey, going to the club, that was that was what we were doing at that age. You know, uh, Atlanta's a little faster pace, you know, in that era. In my age, this is 1996, same year at the Olympics. Came. So, Atlanta, you know, if you know it's coming off the Freaknik era, you know, it's 1996, the Olympics, and, you know, Atlanta's just that, that place to be. So I'm a teenager amongst all this. So I'm exposed to, you know, money, women, drugs. So that was the culture. It wasn't really a gang thing. It was all about hustling and getting money. Hustling and getting money playing sports. So that was the lifestyle that I kind of fell into. But I will say, while I was out there in that wilderness, uh, I always, attempted to stay in connection with God. Even through all my wrongdoing, sneaking out the house, driving my parents' cars, and I ain't even had no driver's license, you know, in and out of the clubs at that age, I always would pray that, hey, man, you know, God, I thank you for, you know, nothing happened, or if we were caught up in some situations and nothing happened, you know, I still gave God recognition. It's as small and minute as that was, and it's deep into what I was doing. I still try to acknowledge God in some type of way. Uh, if it's, you know, because at that time, I was not going to church. So, you know, my folks would get up and go, I ain't going. You know, y'all gone, and, and I'm out going. Other things, so uh, that was just the foolishness that in the years that I went through during that time. Uh, I also have another scripture, Isaiah 55 8 through 9, and it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts and your thoughts. So what that said to me was, like I said, even though through all my foolishness, he still was like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk you cold into that fire. I'm gonna let you feel it, but you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna keep my hand of righteousness around. So uh, I'm just saying that to say, you know, everybody has a time or maybe a season. Well, you just don't want to be connected with God. You just don't want to follow the rules and live how society say you should live. And you want to be free. You want to do whatever it is that you want to do. And might I add, it, it feels good. It feels good when you can do whatever that you want to do, live the way that you want to live, and think that you don't have no consequences behind it. 
you know, but uh, God correct in his own way, in his own time. Uh, throughout all my years that I was out in the streets hustling and, you know, had my hands in this, that, and the third, I never went to jail for that. For that. <laughs> I had to say I didn't go to jail. <laughs> so, so by the time you know, I I had I had left all that alone and started to you know stray away from that. Uh, I ended up going to jail behind a seatbelt, seatbelt violation. So I'm sitting in Roundup, you know, in in General Park, in my orange jumpsuit and my flip flops. <laughs> And it's cold. And I'm just like, man, I'm sitting in this jail for a seatbelt violation. Let, let, me, let me add. I didn't have my seatbelt, but I had an unregistered gun in my possession. And that's, that's what I was in jail for. The possession. But what got me caught up was a seatbelt. <laughs> seatbelt. And I have my seatbelt on. So, so I'm sitting there in jail. And this is when this is when I heard God, but I didn't think that was him. I thought it was myself. And you know, how I'm talking to y'all is kind of like how I talk to God sometimes. So so I heard him and he said, You thought you got away, didn't you? So I'm like, hold up, man. You know, you thought you got away, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, he hit me. I was just like, oh man. Okay. All that wrong doing and you know what I'm saying? Living the way that I want to live. I thought I had got away. I got away from the law side of it, but I, he said, hey, I'm, I'm going to show you that regardless of what you're doing, I'm I'm watching and this is your punishment. So you got to sit. So, favor. I only had to sit for about 24 hours. <laughs> you know, I ain't did a whole bunch of time, but I, I set my 24 hours and you know, thank God I had my bond money in, in my shoebox. So I had to call my cousin, hey man, go to my shoebox, get my money, come get me. So uh, I got out of that situation. So that's, that's another aspect of God's faith. Okay? So at this time, I'm in North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm doing pretty good for myself. And, you know, I started driving trucks around that age around that time. And this is the same time I caught that, that charge. So within catching that charge, I lost my job. I had a job at Pep. I was uh, a yard dog. So I lost my job at Pep. And rent needed to be paid. I, I had a brand new Monte Carlo. You know, you know, so bills need to be paid. So I reverted back to doing what I know how to do, which is trust. This is the same time that the recession came. This was around 2008. So in my foolishness, like a dummy, I'm back on the road traffic. And now it's just things around the neighborhood. This is on the road. This is traffic neighborhood. So one night we on the road like some dummies. Uh, we get pulled over. Well. We didn't get pulled on. They was already on the side of the road waiting on us, pretty much. And we get pulled over by the drug unit in uh, Bromberg, South Carolina. This, this ain't nothing but God's grace. 
grace, mercy, and faith. So we get pulled over. They are K9 unit, drug unit. Everybody's already on the side of the road waiting on us. So they pull us and cause against search. And this is when I knew that God was real. And he said to me, I'm ashamed of you. And he said, get you out this time. But this is the last time. And he got us out. He got us out. They had the drug dog. You know, they broke they broke their car apart. Drug dog. Dog didn't bark. None of that. I'm let y'all in on a little secret where, where, the, uh, where the problem was. So, <laughs> Me thinking that I'm being wise, you know, and you know, like I say, but I had a head in a speaker box, and uh, at the time that was just that's it, rather. I'm, I'm gonna move on, I'm gonna move, I'm, I'm gonna move on from that. So, God got God got us out, out me out of that situation, and I should be really be doing some amazing time, you know, how much I had and all that, it don't, it don't matter, I, I should not be there right now and that's another another emphasis of God's grace and mercy that that he that he's had on my life. Um which leads me to Ephesians two eight through nine. And that word says, For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift, so that no one can boast about it. And I stand up here before you not boasting like, hey, now I'm some type of dead bad, you know, smart. I can out-slick anybody. Hey, man, it, it ain't been nothing but God yeah. and have favor on my life. And, you know, he's just been carrying me through. You know, a lot of times... Uh, being out there on that road, you know, driving trucks, I have literally blacked out and passed out on the road and come to and not being no wreck, you know, not not being in no accident or, or nothing like that. And this was the time that happened. I was up in Pennsylvania somewhere coming down the mountainside when that happened. And you know, a lot of the times and a lot of reasons why I, I, I stay calm and just and just deal with things that I deal with is because I know that I'm not supposed to be here. And I know, for me, it feels like I'm just living on borrowed time. So, you know, whenever that I can give somebody a word or listen to somebody's problems and, you know, you know, as Johnson said, you know, I, I give wise, wise counsel, but, you know, that's that's just a gift of God. I just try to give my experiences, you know, and, and what I live through to, uh, to show, you know, no matter where you are in your walk and life that we live, God is right there. You know, it's just up to, up to you to just say, as small as it is, God, I need you now, you know, or some type of acknowledgement. So, you know, how how far you think you may have stirred off the path or how deep into your depression 
you know, that you may feel or, you know, think that it's just total chaos going around you. You know, God is just waiting for you to say, hey, man, just, just touch me. That's all I need you to do is just try to touch me, and I'll take care of the rest. Uh, these past few years of mine, I've been trying to work on my holiness and and dealing with God's correction in my life. Uh, I got a scripture for that that I want to stand behind. It's 2 Peter 3, 9, and it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. So, past couple years, that's what I've been going through. Um, you know, just trying to trying to work out my holiness. You know, I, I tell my wife all the time when we first started dating. You know, hey man, I'm I'm rough around the edges. You know, uh, God ain't you know He's not done with the process, but um, I am glad from you know from way took me to where I'm at now, and uh, uh, a slight attest to that is my sister Tony. Right? I knew Tony before any of y'all, you know, before I came into knowing any of y'all, and that also goes back to God knowing and having a plan for your life before, you know, you even know. So, uh, at this young girl right here at Pizza Hut. <laughs> at Pizza Hut. This is this this that was the first job. Oh, so let me let me try to back up a little bit. So that happened. I got out of that situation that God got me out of in uh North Carolina. But I still wasn't done with the gun situation. So favor again. So I end up having to go to trial for the gun. And the judge was just like, you know, I'm telling my story. I'm telling him, hey, man, I, I'm not from here. You know, you know, I, I just want to go home. He was like, okay, well, I, I got something for you. You want to go home? I'm going to give you an opportunity. So the plea was I had to I had to surrender my firearms. I had to pay for the court costs, and I had to surrender my residence in North Carolina for an uh, 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 exponential amount of time. I can't remember what it was. But, but he said if I ever went back to North Carolina and got uh, got into any trouble, they were going to charge me to the full extent of all my charges. So this is, I'm coming out the back end of that. I ain't got no job. My car got repoed and I got sent back to all that. So, you know, this was, this was like my, 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 my fallback spot, you know, because, you know, it's sweet, right? You know, if you don't know, the cost of living is cheap. You know, the food is a, a, a lot cheaper than living in Texas, Atlanta. You know, I, I lived all over the place. Let me let me get back to let me get back to uh, God setting all this up before I knew what was going on. So I met Tony at Pizza Hut. She was a cashier, and I was uh, a delivery driver, and. Uh, 
you know, we just, we used to always just be in the back, just laughing and playing around and doing whatever. So, uh, I've called Pop Cops the OG. Because he had this big, he was either blue or green suburban. And he used to come pick up his little girl from work. So, I see this guy, you know, big guy, you know, you know, low-cut bald hair. I said, boy, that's an OG right there. I'm going to go holler at OG. So, I used to talk to, you know, Papa Cops and you know, Tom, we just always have a good time. But I said all that to say that maybe 10 years later, 10 years later, and the walk that she's had and the influence that she's had on her friend is just like amazing to me because I remember who she was then, who she is now, where I was then, where I am now. For us to be in the same house, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's just an testament of, of God's grace, mercy, and favor, you know, on 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 your, on your life that He can have if you just hold on to Him. Um, you know, I, I hope my story, testimony, you know, bless y'all in some type of way. Uh, you know, I, I would rather just pray in my closet, pray for y'all like <laughs> like how I do. Um, oh, but to bring that that picture in full circle, uh, that I was trying to hit, you know, kind you got the, the God, I mean, the grace, favor, mercy, and oh, warrior and harvest. My name. Uh, for y'all that who don't know, uh, I'm a boxer. I'm a boxer, so I'm a fighter. And a couple weeks ago, Miss Johnson endowed me as the house prayer warrior, and that ties back into the name that God gave me. You know, and uh, the harvester part. I told you, I'm on the side of the family. Came up on the farm. My dad's side of the family came up on the farm. And when you plant seeds and you know you grow, if God be allowed a time, you have a harvest. So, and those are both the means of my name, harvester and, and warrior. So, I'm still out here fighting. I mean, I, I have good days, I have bad days, but at at at, at the end of the day, I just still. At the smallest say, man, God, I need you. And, you know, he, he, he ain't, as you can see from my story, he ain't let me go yet. Amen. So, Amen. you know, I just, I just hope that bless y'all in some type of way. I didn't, I pray for God the time I come because I, I can, I, I keep it real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, I, I wanted to, Go into detail without being too explicit, too graphic. And uh, keeping the real is one thing, but living in truth is another. And that's that's all I want to do is just live in truth. Amen. Amen.